Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hello and welcome to Short Bus Debate Club. This is Brian Courtney. Darren Jolly's on the other side of the table. Hi. And today we are going to continue our discussion about ufos uaps aliens whatever but mainly in in movies and and books um holy shit i'm loud as a motherfucker (laughs) um you got a big mouth bitch (laughs) well you're actually pretty loud too so Uh, the levels look about right um maybe that was like karma instant karma right so today we're recording and it's July 31st, so we've been doing this shit for a year. So thank Woo-hoo! you to you 13 people that continue to listen. Yeah, John King, you're the man. <laughs> um, so I don't know. We've got some weird shit. Like I pulled a whole bunch of movies that I've watched. Some of them are really, really good as far as I'm concerned, and some of them are really, really good because they're so fucking horrible. Yeah, that hacky shit. That, yeah. they, that they live kind of stuff. So, Well, and they live is, is probably one of them we should talk about. But, you know, we've talked about it on other shows. Um, do you, do you want to talk about it again right now since you mentioned it? No, no, no. I was just, uh, I mean, I just figured that that was a, a really good, I mean, before we come on air, I mean, you mentioned... Uh, Starship Troopers. I mean, that's I've, I've never seen it. I've watched like bits and pieces of it, but that's another one that's just it's hacky, but it's it it shows some it, it asks some questions in, in kind of a funny way sometimes. But well, it does. I think it talks about war um, and what good is it to the population. They talk about citizenship versus you know just being a civilian. And in order to be a citizen, you've got to go and and enlist and fight. Um, what? What? what t- how far is it in the future? I don't fucking know. Far, dude. Uh-huh. But it's funny because a lot of the shit that they do, like now, you can't fucking turn on a news program or go to a website without shit flashing underneath mm-hmm. and you know a ribbon telling you this and that. Um, the movie was done in '97, I think. And, I mean, because Denise Richards was young as hell. Um, But whenever they had a news program or something that they were talking about, you know, they had the zipper at the bottom and and they had little advertisements in the corners and, and shit like that. So back in 97, whoever wrote that fucking movie knew that shit was coming. Or maybe... Whoever watched that movie thought, hey, this is a real good idea. We can advertise to these people while they're watching the news. So it credited they give Edward Neumeyer, and then they give, uh, obviously, Robert Heinlein uh, a writing credit, although it's just because it's obviously based off of his book. So, Which book? Because it's not based off of the Puppet Masters, which I was going to talk no, about No, I think also. he actually had a book called Starship Troopers, dude. Did he really? I think so. 
Okay, well, that explains the writing credit then. Um, but if he did write that book, then he wouldn't have talked about them advertising on, well, maybe he would have. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's, it's a, everybody in the movie cannot act. And again, I never know whether that's a director thing or if they really can't act. But it's got Denise Richards, um, Jake Busey, the Doogie Hauser kid, um, this redhead named Dina Meyer, uh, Michael Ironside. I mean, those are <laughs> those are the main people in the movie. He wrote it, so he wrote it in 1959, and it says that he wrote it. Uh, let's see, written in a few weeks in reaction to the U.S. suspending nuclear tests. So, okay, so he just literally fucking pumped it out. I mean, well, that's like Roddenberry. He wrote his in seven days, I think. Brad Bradbury or Roddenberry? Yeah, Bradbury. Sorry, Ray Bradbury. Sorry. Um. I never could write that fucking fast, but that's because, well, if it was a school paper, I could write it in a night. That's but written for different reasons, though, to be When sure. you're writing something that's supposed to be, I don't know, entertainment is a different fucking thing altogether. Um, so in Starship Troopers, they had, they were it was military, right? I mean, the main thrust of the book was about, like, military going out and fighting some weird-ass fucking... Yeah, so they called them the bugs, mm -hmm. um, and they were bugs. I mean, there were these big fucking, like, six-legged things, and they had, like, big claws on the front that they used to fight. Um, there were armored bugs that had some weird flamethrower shit coming out of them. Um, so it was bugs of... Of all kinds. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, there, it was, there were differential. There was a okay. Um, and then they were looking for this one that they called the brain bug, and he was, or she, it like a queen was like in that. charge of all mm -hmm. of the everything that they did, from mm -hmm. taking over a planet to you know attacking the humans, whatever it was. Um, and they finally found the brain bug at the end, and. Again, they did the news thing. We have the brain bug, and little parts were censored, but then they had the zipper at the bottom and advertising. It was hysterical. But, I mean, the first scene in the movie is a bunch of these kids talking about why they enlisted and doing their part. So it's being shot as like a newsreel, then, you're suggesting. Like you said, there's a ticker tape. Kind of. Uh -huh. So there are parts where it does that. Mm -hmm. But then there are parts where it's just the movie. So it's kind of, uh, there, there is that newsreel feed or feel, but it's not throughout the entire thing. The beginning scene is a newsreel, and then they do it from time to time throughout the movie. In Edge of Tomorrow, they did that at the beginning and at the end, kind of, too. So. Yeah, I remember. And those were, those were some buggy motherfuckers in that one, too. Scary-ass fucking buggy motherfuckers. Yeah. And, I, you know, so there are a few of the other ones that I have on my list that are, are bugs. Um, and you and I were talking about it yesterday. 
I think it's interesting, like, way back when, if they showed an alien, it was kind of modeled after the gray. You know, it was big head, big eyes, small body, long fingers. It was really E.T. I wonder um, what the fuck was with the long fingers. I, I just, that is such an odd, like... I think they do that because, or maybe all of the people talk about being probed because of the long fingers that they see. But I have they a like feeling... like stick fingers up people's asses? Or? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't understand the long finger thing either, mm-hmm. but it... I don't know. It was probably a way to make them creepy without... And they're hairless, too. Making them too creepy. There's no, there's right. no hair on them. No hair. Um, so, you know, E.T. was kind of cute. All of the kids were in love with fucking E.T. when that movie came out. Yeah, and phone home, phone home. Part of it was probably special effects. You couldn't come up with something that was, I don't know, scary looking or, or different than that humanoid sort of figure. Um, so you just took a humanoid and made it slightly exaggerated in the head or the fingers or whatever and that was how you came up with an alien but now well with starship troopers there was this they weren't bugs and attacked the block but they were like these weird furry looking things with huge fucking teeth attack the block yeah it's it's one of the hacky hacky it's another horrible fucking movie (laughs) it's in uh in london or maybe all of the larger cities in Great Britain, they don't call it an apartment building, or they don't call it a project. They call it an estate. So there was this estate that is essentially a project. It's all poor people that live there. And one of the aliens gets killed, and all of them can trace where this alien was and so they're looking for their friend and trying to i don't know get vengeance or some shit but all of these little gangbanger kids have to fight these aliens so it's kind of funny but (laughs) again they changed they changed the way that they looked um the special effects on that one were were fucking horrible they (laughs) basically just took stuffed animals and put big sharp teeth on them um but yeah they're they're starting to be scarier looking with bugs um the sharp teeth they're no longer limited to that humanoid sort of look yeah um, I, I mean the in edge of tomorrow the mimics were freaky looking in uh ender's game and and that that one because they were going off the bug concept so heavily in it um, when they beat when the original so way before Ender's Born right like whether you're in the book or the movie I, I think the book is a lot better but uh, I probably read the book half a dozen times but um, the um, the they're called buggers you know so very similar to what you're talking about in Starship Trooper but uh, Ray, Mazer Rackham uh, the the uh, great uh, strategic thinker that brought an end to the first war when they came to um to earth uh, he realized that there was a concentration around this specific place and he rams his fucking plane into this the belly of that one specific ship and that ship goes down and then all of the aliens that are connected to it die immediately um and 
despite the fact that all of these different people like that were in the civilization identified them as as buggers or as bugs uh when ender gets to the point where he goes and actually meets mazer rackham which is you know about the fourth or fifth level as he's going through uh battle school he comes back for a number of reasons which i don't really the narrative isn't as important as sort of like the concept conceptual disposition that puts him in the place where uh, they make it look like a game, and he's actually fighting the battles. When he meets Mazer Rackham, he, the first question that he asks him is like, "How, how in the world did you do it? And why do they only show the part where you're going up into the belly of that ship?" Um, and they sort of talk back and forth about the um, how things are so concentrated in that space. But they realize, of course, in that moment that uh, or. Ender realizes in that moment what Mazer Rackham had realized, and they did not talk about publicly for whatever reason, that if you wanted to beat him, you had to hit the queen. So that's, you know, similar to the Starship Troopers position where you're going after the, the center, and that it's, it's literally the center that drives everything comes from that leader queen slash position. They had it easy. I mean, not that it was easy to kill all of those things or even find the queen or the brain bug or whatever, but they had it easy because at that point they had figured out that there was a central power structure. And if they got rid of that, then, you know, they could take back the power or, you know, get rid of them entirely or, or whatever. I guess um, that's the same thing that happened in Edge of Tomorrow, too. They had the the lower ones and they had the blue ones that you could re if you got their blood on you you could reset time with them but if you got to the omega the omega was it so, yeah boom say la vie and that only took them 27 times to get to that omega <laughs> i think i think it was more than that i think that actually hers she talked about going through it when she was the one yeah hundreds of times and god fucking watching tom cruise when she was trying to teach him how to fucking fight, right, you know. And fly the helicopter. She'd just and pop a cap, shoot him in the head, you know, shoot him in the head. Yeah. It took a fucking long time. What a nightmare. Oof, that would be a really rough. But see, they, they were just kind of guessing. Mm -hmm. They didn't know for sure that that was where the power resides. Um and and the starship troopers guys didn't know for sure they just thought there was a brain bug out there and then they eventually found it mm -hmm. but in a, ender's game they knew that that queen was out there ender didn't know but the higher ups the admirals and whatever had that guess because of what happened and didn't Mazarakum say that it was just a fucking accident that he ended yeah, up yeah, killing it was, him anyway? Yeah, he, he straight up, yeah, but he wasn't going to, for strategic reasons, just in case anybody gets captured or whatever, they didn't want anybody to know. Yeah, it was a complete accident. Like, they didn't, they, they didn't, he wasn't a, I mean, they, they, piped, they hyped him up as a big, great strategist, but yes, you are correct. They, he, he, it was an accident. Yeah, I thought, I thought I remembered that part. I never read the book, but I did see the movie. Um. And most of those kids in that movie were fucking twats. Like, I can't even remember what his name was, but he deserved to get his ass kicked. Oh yeah, he 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 did deserve to get his ass kicked. I can't. I can't. Bonzo. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And he's actually like Italian, Italian in in the book. So it's 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 funny. It's funny the way they write it all out. Well, he plays in a lot of movies that are based in New York. 
because of the Italian thing, I think. Isn't he, but he's the but one he was in that Monos movie that yeah. I told you about. Yeah, that's it's, it's somewhere in South America or Central America. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was weird. And I think after looking at it, I realized that he wasn't Italian, that he's actually, you know, of Hispanic yeah. origin. Um, so maybe when he plays the Italians, he should be playing Puerto Ricans or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Either way, he's in a lot of New York-type movies. Ender's Game and that Monos one. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I have a whole shitload of movies here. Um, Wait, I, just before we get away from the bug thing, <coughs> like, After Earth is the only one that I can remember out right of the top of my head, and I'm not talking, I'm not going back to the bugs that were all those bug movies in the, the 50s and the 60s that had been affected by the nuclear energy to where ants became giant and eating people up and spiders became giant and eating people up. But like literally like 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 alien kind of concepts of, uh, of bugs in After Earth, I thought that it, like, and I hate fucking M. Night Shyamalan. Like he's like one of the, I don't know why he gets any respect from anybody. Like you said last night, maybe I'll go back and look at his superhero anti-superhero movies but uh no he's still horrible dude he, yeah like i do like after earth though i think that that was a fairly good movie but the uh um the the evil uh bug like i can't remember what the fuck they're called either but uh uh the way they were not um they were not hatched as queens or uh they didn't have a central space and i like how they organized themselves with regards to um Con, con, conducting their um, uh, their military activities against the the humans, they don't ever really go into that. But the concept of the the pheromones, like Will Smith, you know, because it's it's Will Smith and his son that are in the fucking film, and uh, they would do something called ghosting because the bugs were blind, and uh, they they responded to pheromones. So when you were scared. They would do these things to trigger fear in people, and they would pick up on the pheromones, and then they would they would come and fucking kill people. Where like uh and and like um a quiet place. It's another one's fucking weird as shit. But uh, as far as like horror or horror science fiction, I think it was a really a good movie. Um, Did that have bugs in it too? Because yeah. you said since. The bugs thing. Don't yeah. don't go off the bugs yeah, thing. Yeah, they 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 they're, the way that they attacked people was through they had incredible hearing. So like one with pheromones, one with incredible hearing. You know, but I mean like let me do you if, when you like alien and aliens. I mean, is that a bug type of a thing in that one or no? Well, I was started thinking about that because the first alien was what seventy eight or something. It was like early. Um, and they had a hell of a time doing the special effects with that. With the way that, you know, the queen gives birth, probably, you know, insect-ish. Um, with the way that they look and fight and crawl, probably. But I never thought of them because they don't come out just as straight-up bugs. Um well, the, but the first thing that 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 looks like a fucking spider that like plants itself, you know, plant well, that plants its egg. The one that you. throws the yeah. egg in your mouth uh -huh. or down yeah. your throat. Yeah, seven seventy nine was when it came out, and the uh, in uh, After Earth, those were called the Ursas. That 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 one. So, but I mean, that, dude, they're fucking. 
I mean, that's the worst kind of bug I've ever seen. If they alien one, I mean, you know, I mean, both both in terms of how they reproduced and you know, I mean, there's a reason why they did the alien versus predator thing. You know, well, they did some really cool shit with it, and like, I loved the fact that if you wounded it, its blood was acidic and would fucking eat through you. That I remember the first time I was saw aliens. Brilliant, I was so dude. excited about that part. I was like, oh yeah. Sulfuric acid. It was yeah. awesome, His face dude. was melting off. Um, but then I don't know if I liked the way, because later on when they did the alien versus predator thing, they made it look like the predators had purposely been breeding these things so that they had someone to fight like it was for training or, you You mean know, they whatever. were breeding aliens? Yeah. Oh, wow. I never actually watched that. I mean, I remember when it came out, but. Um, and so it was just kind of weird. I, I don't know who or why they wrote it. You know, some of these movies that continue to come out after a franchise, it's like it's just fan fiction. Like they were sitting there in their basement and they were like, you know what would be fucking cool is if the Predator fought the alien. And then one of their friends was like, yeah, dude, and you know what else you could do? Why don't you? What, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> have them breeding them so that they uh, they have a way to someone to fight all the time. And there's a history there. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why they why they did it. Um, but the Alien franchise. I mean, I got kind of tired of it after the Winona Ryder one. I can't remember which one she was in, but she was in one of them. And then the Predator, you know. Resurrection. After they did the Alien versus Predator, I kind of gave up on it. But then they had that one called The The Predator. Is that the one with the... With the autistic kid? Big nose? No. There's an autistic kid in it? No, I don't know that no, one. No, you're you talking about Adrian Brody. Brody. You're talking about Predators. Okay. Um, and that one, they took a bunch of people, like, they took somebody from the Yakuza, somebody from a fucking Mexican cartel. They took somebody from prison. Um, they took this doctor who turned out to be the worst Predator because he would just poison chicks and, like, rape them and kill them. Um, they took them and put them on a fucking island and were hunting them. Um, basically, they called it a game preserve. The Predator is the one you're talking about. When a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal hunters to return to Earth, and that young boy is, is what you're talking about. He's some sort of autistic kid. Yeah, so they go, like, they started hunting that kid because they thought that he was, they kept, because the dad was like a fucking some sort of special forces guy and so the dad thought they were after him and he goes no the he said i want him and they pointed to the kid and it was because he was the next step in evolution or something because so his, his 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 mind from autism was actually a, a leap forward yeah so. so again i mean they took a lot away from both the alien franchise and the predator franchise because they went in these weird fucking directions that I think, I don't know for sure. They're just fucking fan fiction. You know, some chick sitting at home 
going, you know what, my kid is fucking really smart. He's got autism, and they don't give him credit. I'm going to write a movie about the Predator. <laughs> you want, you, why you got to try to pick a fight, motherfucker? Is that, is that really? Well, I just did the fucking pretend scenario with some dude sitting around smoking pot writing a movie, so why not a mom with her autistic kid? I mean... Yeah, that that, that 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 those analogies are totally fucking parallel. Well, the in the fan fiction thing, I mean, because at this point, anybody can write a fucking movie if they think, you know, it fits. Well, apparently, um, the future of movie writing is uh, AI, right? I mean, like now that the the writers are on strike and the SAGs on strike, um, they'll just start, and they own likenesses of certain people therefore they can just paste them in you know it'll be just like south park you know adrian Brody, south park hi guys let's go kill a fucking predator (laughs) screw you guys i'm going home (laughs) yeah we're we're really gonna be missing out on all the fucking quality programming that hollywood puts out um ai might be a better step who knows we'll see what happens i mean whatever um and i don't want to make it sound like hollywood puts out nothing but shit there are a few gems if you dig deep enough um yeah we watch a lot of movies dude we watch a lot of shows so there's a lot of stuff that's good so so you know we were talking about the bug thing and now we kind of killed the predator thing and do you want to keep talking about alien or well, let me just do one last bug thing and make a point about what all of these movies have in common, right? So, like, for a little while, I really got into the show Falling Skies. And Falling Skies, they, they, there were these bug things that would, uh, they would take uh, these, like, worm things that were, like, uh, like bioengineered, uh, and they would put them on people's kids backs at a certain age and then the kids would become very they they would do whatever it was that they were told to do and the buggers would not the buggers the the skitters rather killed all the fucking human beings and they totally fucking smashed like 90 percent of the population real quick um i the show was interesting um it was a little bit over the top because it had this sort of like uh, revolutionary war theme. The the people that had survived that were with the main protagonists were in what they called the second Massachusetts, Massachusetts, which is like there were there was a sec- second Massachusetts in the Revolutionary War. There was a second Massachusetts in the Civil War, um, and they were trying to tap into this sort of like uh, um, uh, jingoistic, you know, emotional attachment to nationalism as a way of trying to hold. Uh, what was the the skeleton of what was left of society together um, so that they could continue to be um, inspired to fight in the face of some sort of situation that was totally impossible. Um, it got really hacky in seasons three, four, and five. Actually, at the end of season two, even, it was, it was really hacky. But uh, at some point, they had moved... Uh, it, it turned out that the skitters were created through these worm things that were put on the the uh, the backs of the kids and they would transform into these so like they would literally go from planet to planet put these things on the younger generation of kids and then they would transform into these bug-like things that 
were susceptible to um, orders and would go around and kill the fuck out of people. And in the middle of the second season, uh, the the overlords they sh they showed up and they were bi bipedal. And I don't want to go through all the the thises and thats with regards to it, but uh, it was still this this thing where again you like have this monstrously looking evil thing but the primary disposition in relation to um all of the activities in everything in falling skies was military engagement military engagement military engagement so inside of these sci-fi movies this sort there's a there's a there's a constant stream of like there's this horrible thing that's going to come and you don't have the ability to overcome it unless your military is functioning at a certain level um why do i bring this up well because of everything that we said in the last episode like um the function of using fear of something that's and i'm not i'm not necessarily making a an absolute argument against military but it is sort of something that sits in the back of our psyches where we think about aliens or we think about uh something coming from another planet that is more technologically and physically uh, developed than we are and it has the ability to just fuck us up so we have to no matter what continue to uh, use our uh, innovation to develop the, mil the industry of military capabilities so that you can protect yourself from something like that happening and it's not just in the but the, in the bugger ones like that's where you're you're in that horror space where something's it's gonna it's scary you know it's it's meant to set those pheromones going you know to make you afraid to drive uh the desire to you know develop the military develop the military develop the military so i i'm done with that now no i but you and i talked about that yesterday also is that you know maybe and granted in et the the united states government did intervene they came in and and grabbed the alien and you know they were about to run tests and shit on him but our aliens have gone from being little and cute or or to where they wouldn't be seen you know it was just a spaceship or it was just a shadow or whatever to now being in your fucking face and big and nasty and they're chopping people's heads off and they're eating people and, you know, they're doing nasty shit. They come and hunt you. Yeah. So maybe that's why we've sort of switched gears and made aliens more scary is so that when they have that hearing and they say well we need more money for darpa for research and development so mm -hmm. that we can you know defend ourselves against this attack that is coming you know um maybe they started doing that because they want us to be scared or they want to desensitize us and not be scared i don't know well I, I mean there was one thing that you said last night where like you you asked the question whether or not because they do they being the hollywood folks they do give access to the department of state to these films before they put them out um and they give input you know william william I. robinson has talked about this ad nauseum so like uh it, it's 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 just a fact so there's no doubt that on some level um there are some things that are being injected into them to make us think 
that we need to continue to develop our capabilities so we're capable of defend defending ourselves in the event that our worst nightmare shows up in front of us we have to be able to uh, to do this to be able to defend ourselves the, the thing about ET though I like I was trying to think about another one are there other ones where they were doing that scientific um, like the study kind of side of things they do it a little bit in falling skies um, but is there another one that you could think of because that one it seems like it would be a little bit more if I remember correctly I think they did it in V when one of them died they took they took the v and and dissected them to yeah see. and v was the show in the 80s it ended up v stood for visitors because they all you know came and and were supposed to be just visitors and they were friends um i know it's happened in other movies alienation because after they took the drug in alienation they did they did an autopsy on one of those so but yeah. i think they didn't that was a weird one where the autopsy was being done by both like, because his, his, his buddy, his, his, what was his buddy's name? Sam Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, would give, they would give the new aliens names when they wanted to integrate into society. So uh, James Kahn's partner uh, in the police force, detective, um, they called him Sam, Fra Sam Francisco. And so James Kahn just made fun of him all the time. But um, I remember when they, there was a scene where they were going in and looking at the dead body and doing the, uh, um, the autopsy. One of the coroners was also an alien, and they were talking in, their, in the alien language where they had a lot of pops and squeaks. Um, and uh, they knew what it was. They knew that it had to do with the drug that was making them into super fucking alien humans, whatever. So those guys that uh, did Shaun of the Dead... Um Oh, fuck. I can't remember. Nick Frost, I think. Um, Simon Pegg and the yes. guy that wrote it was Nick. No, Edgar something. Anyway, um, they did an alien show, an alien movie called Paul. And it was pretty shitty. Like, I didn't want to watch it again. But it Which is sad because you love those guys. Yeah. Um, Paul was... It turned out part of, like, he had been studied by the government, and he knew, like, these government agents that were trying to chase him down because he had escaped from wherever it was that he was, um, which I think was Area 51 because these guys were big fans of aliens, so they were doing, like, this weird alien tour in a Winnebago. And that's how they came across like the aliens. Like going alien. around looking at alien, like, hot spots? Yeah. Um... And I'm, you know, they made it, they implied that he had been within the government and that they had done tests on him and that he was part of, they didn't specifically say it, but they made it sound like the Roswell thing and, you know, the crash and he'd been there since the aircraft crashed. Um, That's the same thing that happens in Independence Day, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, they did that in Independence uh -huh. Day. So I think that that's a fairly common thing because, I mean, dude, they're going to want to do it, I would guess, with anything that came in, even if it looked. So uh, I was going to talk about um, the day. What the fuck? The day the Earth stood still um, and fucking stupid. Will Smith's kid was in that movie, too. Um, 
they started to do tests on Keanu Reeves, like they had hooked him up to a lie detector and they had shot him up with a bunch of drugs and they were planning on keeping him hostage until he fucking, you know, shocked everybody and got away. Um, but I think, and I can't remember any others right off the top of my head, the movie, the Coneheads, they were going to kidnap those guys, but the Coneheads was different because instead of it being like the air force or, you know, some military group, it was the INS that was hunting the Coneheads uh-huh. cause they were pissed off cause they were working without a <laughs> fucking without a visa, like a visa. Yeah. Um, a green card or something. Yeah. So uh, I don't have a problem with them doing it with somebody that's dead. I just have a problem with them, like with E.T., you know, like. So, like, one of the, 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 when I was thinking about the military tensions, like the fact that we would always have these military positions, there's, you have, you have two different strains of thought that go along uh, the lines in science fiction. One is uh, the threat or the lack of knowledge creates the possibility of a threat. So you're going to kill E.T. because he could possibly be a threat. You're going to cut him open. You're going to figure out what he can do or what he can't do. Or you have, like, this other social space where the the liberal disposition drives everything in the sense that these things, uh, these aliens are more evolved with, than us, and evolution would take them in a direction of nonviolence and working together, and there would be this cosmic, you know... You know, come on, people now, smile yeah, on your brother, everybody get together. All that kind of shit where everybody's like singing kumbaya and holding hands. So you you either have like they are a threat, so we have to be militarily prepared, or you have the assumption that uh, they're more evolved than we are, so they should be working together. And there's movies definitely, and I'll go in the direction of them working together more later on, but it is interesting how um, those political dispositions are so pervasive it's either, it's like either one or the other in well in the instances. in the day the earth stood still you know kathy bates she's i think she worked for the secretary of state something along those lines but mm-hmm. she had kidnapped keanu reeves based on the fact that they thought there was a threat mm-hmm. and she said you know when someone shows up who has a stronger military who's more intelligent who's more evolved they end up either eradicating the population or enslaving uh-huh. the population and then she gave all of these examples of history in on the planet earth and you know i i think that that's what people are scared of just as much as you know dying is the fact that they know more than we do and it goes back so really when we were i can't even remember which episode it was but we were talking about gran torino and we started talking about clint eastwood just in general and how he says racist shit in his movies and how the woke people probably hate that and i said you know not the Clint Eastwood's racist, but his characters, they don't know what they don't know. So they are afraid because of this fact that they don't know something. Because once he befriended those Hmong people, 
he liked them and defended them, treated them as part of the family. Gave his fucking life up for them. Dude. Right. So I think with the aliens and the military and everything else, I think it, again, is that fear of what we don't know. It's it's the unknown that scares the shit out of people when they should just fucking embrace it and try to learn something new. Um, you know, you can be cautious. You right. Can be, you can be skeptical even. But like like contact, they had, that was a really good like dialogue in that film where you have um, uh, James Wood's character character comes in. He's Secretary of State. And this is after they've received the message, and then it continues to progress to where they figure out there's information, and there's this uh, uh, device that they that, that is possibly can uh, transport somebody somewhere, right? But all along, James Con is the voice. It's interesting, actually. They have sort of like a a a, 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 a triad going on. You have James Con on the military space. You have. Uh, uh, Rob Lowe and uh, Matthew McConaughey on the religious space, and then you have Jodie Foster and and her space on the the, the pure scientific space, and they're always going back and forth. And he, I remember uh, James Wood says, "Why is it always the opinion of the eggheads that aliens would be benign, right?" And immediately Jodie Foster says, "Because we would pose no no harm har no harm to them, you know." And uh, we're just like a, uh, some ants that are on an egg hill or on, on an ant hill in Africa, and then uh, Tom Skerritt comes in and says, "And how bad would we, we would they feel we feel if we went and killed a bunch of ants in Africa?" You know. So I, again, I don't know whether or not the analogies are right or wrong, but there's definitely like that that dynamic where military on one side, pure science on another side, and then religion like coming in on the other. So. Yeah, I I don't know the answer. I would say that, you know, think them benign until they show you something else. But for them to think, well, we don't pose a risk to them because of their advancement in technology or whatever, probably isn't necessarily the best thing. I mean, we've fucking killed millions of people that weren't a threat to us and we thought ourselves more more evolved there's actually a discussion i think it's actually season three episode one in falling skies where um tom is inside one of the ships talking to one of the overlords because they said his son ben had been attached with one of those uh and they uh, they figured out a way to take it off they'd act they'd, ha they'd actually cut him off with the fucking sub but they had been feeding him uh opiates into their bloodstream so they actually had to use like heroin and morphine to wane them off of it um because you know because it was so much that the uh withdrawals would have killed them so uh, whatever they figured they, they they basically said to tom they're like your your son is uh um we still have him under our control so you either come with us and talk to us or we're going to kill your son so he goes with them at the end of season two and uh he's talking to this overlord person and they've been uh torturing him you know they like electrocute him electrocute him electrocute him and then lock him in this thing and they did it for quite a while and uh then they bring him out to talk to the overlord and uh the overlord's like don't don't play fucking moral don't play the moral high ground with us 
you guys have been doing this for your whole fucking history. You go from one place to another and fucking do exactly the same thing that we're doing to you right right now. So you just can't handle us. So fuck off. Deal with it, motherfucker. So I agree with that <laughs> argument. I mean, to a certain point. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I want someone from another planet to come down here and fucking put choke chains on us and, you know, throw us in a field somewhere. But we have done it. You know. and, and continue to do it in, in various ways. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you talked about the thing that basically hooked into their nervous system or on their brain. They threw it on their back. So in the Puppet Masters, there were these weird things that looked almost like stingrays, mm-hmm. and they would attach in at the base of the skull mm-hmm. and basically take over that person. The person was now a puppet. Another hind line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they didn't inject them with opiates. However, they did flood them with, like, dopamine and and other endorphins while they were attached. Um, So when you pulled them off, you got the same withdrawal. Yeah. They preferred preferred to be controlled at that point in time because they were fucking addicts. Well, and they didn't realize that they They were were being controlled controlled, because it took over that much of the brain. Did they do a Puppet Masters movie? Yeah. When was was it? I I don't know, 98? Donald Donald Sutherland was in it. Yeah, that's right. I I forgot about that. Which I thought was weird because he was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, so I don't know if he was like, I really want to do this movie because it's, you know, similar. Um but they never actually showed the UFO and Puppet Masters. These kids said that they saw a UFO in like Iowa. And so the government went to investigate and these kids had built this fake UFO mm-hmm. and they were getting people to go down in like for a tour. And then when they were down there in the tour, one of those fucking things would attach to the back of their head and then oh so the kids were fucking baiting them then the kids were part of the they were the aliens at that point Uh um and like i said they were weird like stingray looking things they would unfurl themselves um because they had been like in a pod looking thing but then they would unfold and throw this fucking spike out into the back of your head and then attach like at your shoulder blades and that way i mean you didn't know who was infected i guess is as good terminology as any and who wasn't um but the aliens themselves could tell because they kind of went along that not singularity but i mean they were all all attached so they all had their own they had the memories of the humans that they attached to but then everybody had that same memory so they were all it was like a a single memory was there a hierarchy though i mean at all i don't remember there being a hierarchy the way that they supposedly ended up killing them and they didn't Mm -hmm. was because they like nuked this hive where a bunch of them were um i wonder if there was like a queen kind of thing i should probably read that book at some point in time i probably should read the book Mm -hmm. the movie i love the movie Mm -hmm. um dale's loves fucking heinlein he's like heinlein heinlein yes best ever yeah so i mean 
with the way our bodies are built, I can appreciate them injecting opiates into those kids and <laughs> falling skies, but I don't think that it's necessary to take control of them just because of the the way that we're built. I mean, especially if you can get into the central nervous system, you can fucking take over. Well, they were. I mean, the the kids and the kids in falling skies were in straight fantasy land, like they were. Uh, they just would receive orders and just go and go and go and because they were kids their bodies were in good shape so they could you know go on forever until they fucking basically overheated and fucking died but like the only reason why I asked about whether or not there was a um, a hierarchy is because they communicated in the same way in Falling Skies like the, it was all like hive mind kind of stuff but um, the overlords there was actually a plane of existence that was different from from this one, some other dimension or something like that, and they would sort of congregate, and it did not look like a very nice place. It was a very fiery, hellish kind of place, but they would go there and they would talk to one another about their strategic uh, intentions, like what we have to do, how we have to do this to go to go forward, and there ended up being this fucking queen at the end that was just a... Not a biped, the nastiest spider looking i mean they 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 actually tied it into some stupid thing with regards to uh, uh these things down in South America. I can't remember what they called them, like the ASCII lines or something like that. It is one of those like like a mystery of South America, like how these people created this uh structure, but uh still all the communication went like uh in that hive mind sort of space, just like it did for the the uh the in Ender's game. Well, and on the puppet masters, if they stood back to back, then these weird antennae would come out and like they talk that way. Um, and that was another way that the aliens could smell out the fact that, you know, this person didn't have an alien on them was because. So did they put fake ones on that? Is that what you mean or what? No, I mean that that that's how like when the aliens, if they were all walking around and they didn't recognize you, then they would back up to each other and these antennae would come out and they would uh -huh. talk. And then at that point, I think that's the way the memories were transmitted to everyone. Maybe I don't I know. Do better need, I better read that book. Um, that's fucking weird. Yeah, it it's crazy, dude. Um, but see, that I think would bother me more than somebody just showing up and and shooting um or you know blowing shit up like the the white house thing and independence day that doesn't bother me because it's fine a, it's, you're head to head with it the other you don't even know that you're under control right yeah, uh -huh. i mean i would rather have that because then at least i can duck and hide or i can shoot back or whatever but if i've got some shit fucking writing my back and telling me to do this and of course you know they can increase strength and they can do all of these things because at that point they're controlling your body so one one thing that that reminds me of where this is not a concept that comes up enough um in science fiction films that talk about aliens but uh in i just rewatched close encounters of third kind earlier today again just because uh that that's a funny one you know about like uh you, you you get to see a lot of ships you know i mean when i was thinking about all this stuff we were talking about for on the previous episodes 
um, but they uh, this guy says uh, they're they're talking about these evolved uh, aliens and they communicate totally you know with over and over and over again they kept doing that and one of the guys says Einstein was right and the other one says back to him Einstein was probably one of them you know so like in the same respect like where to not know that you're under control you don't know that you don't have alien DNA in your fucking DNA or something like that you know that would be another thing that would be kind of I think that 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 idea is fairly common. I mean, like the Men in Black movies, I didn't like them, mm-hmm. but they talked about how you know these aliens are among us, and there's some of the you know all of the fucking artists. I can't remember which ones they said, but musicians and and shit like that. that. Alien, they were that all aliens. Alien. Yeah. Um, so I think it happens in more movies than not but yeah i mean seriously if if i were going to invade anywhere if i were going to invade a city i would do some fucking basic recon first and if i had the ability to blend in to wherever it was i was going then i would do that so if we are so worried about an alien invasion, then maybe Men in Black or Close Encounters, they're not too far off. I mean, the Einstein thing, that kind of follows what I was saying. You know, like there are people that say aliens have been here for a long time. They helped build the pyramids. They helped with all of this technology, with nukes, with everything. So saying Einstein might have been one of them. You know, I I don't know. Maybe Hawking is one of them, or Oppenheimer, or any of these people that know more than incredible innovators throughout throughout yeah. time. Zuckerberg, he acts like a fucking alien. No, dude, that guy's too douchey to be an alien. <laughs> He's. I told you that him and him and uh, just for a quick teeny teeny. Yeah, the uh, MMA thing. Yeah, him and him and fucking uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk have been talking to Joe Rogan about having a fucking cage match. That 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 no alien would fucking have a fucking go out and want to have a cage match. No no alien's gonna want to fuck. That's like some stupid ego driven shit. That's what I said. It's gonna end up being a huge fucking ad for Twitter and Facebook. Fucking so cuckoo and like douchebags been he's been going and training brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff not elon elon just sits there right you know rubs his belly thinks it's good luck or something maybe we'll get lucky and they'll both punch each other in the throat and die that would be that would be comical that would be worth 49.95 or whatever the fuck they charge yeah 100 bucks and they're definitely gonna charge 100 bucks on that one but who the fuck would want to watch them fight? Like, the over-under on the fight would be, like, 28 seconds, you know? And you what know? does the undercard look like? Well, who would... Who, yeah, because who the fuck is going to fight on that one? You really want us to fight? You know, you, you can't make that be the main event. You have to put it, like, <laughs> it right in between the... You could put it at the end of the... not the, So they have the under-prelims, the prelims. You could do it in between the prelims and the main. Because people would come in early to watch that stupid shit just so that they could fucking laugh at their dumbasses. Or just throw it after the main. Because, I mean, I always continued to watch afterward. 
So it'll be like the after party. The after party is Elon Musk and fucking... Because it's not going to last that long. No. One of them's going to get hit and start crying. Like, like I said, 32 seconds. Yeah. I mean, you put it... Because I think they're going to dance around for a, a minute, you know. But I don't know. Maybe somebody come out and just start swinging, you know. I think I would pay for it if we gave them, like, bats with spikes and shit on oh, it. It would be like Negan. What did Negan call his bat again? Lucille. 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 That's right. Which, that's the same thing that B.B. King calls his guitar, I think is weird. Um, yeah, don't be bastardize, bastardizing that awesome fucking Gibson. That's another nice thing to do. So, we're coming up on an hour. I know that both of us have a bunch of fucking movies to talk about. Um, the bug thing, again, seems to be pretty prevalent throughout. I mean, it, it's everywhere on all of these that I have in front of me, really. Um, I watched a shitty movie called Skyline the other day. What the fuck is that? It's another alien movie. Um, these people, and I don't even know who's in it for sure. I know that guy Donald Faison, Faison oh. is in it. He's the one, like, he was in Scrubs. Um, what you, what's it called again? Start you Skyline. Skyline, okay. Um... So this guy goes to L.A. to celebrate with his friend for his birthday. And then all of these weird lights start blowing up in the sky and landing. Mm -hmm. And the aliens are these weird, like, I don't know how to describe them. They're part organic and part metal, which I know metal is at least partially organic, but part flesh, part metal. Mm -hmm. But they're going through and they're like eating brains of these people. They're taking their brains. And I was watching it thinking, why are they taking their brains? But then at the end, so this bright light like plants something in them and it starts to convert them. And at the end of the movie, this guy, his girlfriend is laying down and she's screaming because she's got this weird fucking shit all over her. And he'd already been, like, converted to this robot skin thing. And he came out and ended up saving her life. That was the way that the movie ended. It it was a, a shit movie. It was horrible. It had Angel Batista in it. Oh, yeah. Dude from Dexter. <laughs> yeah. And, and Oz. He was in Oz? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I don't recognize anybody else. I, I the kid, the guy that was in yeah ter, the Terry they, David Faison. I, I never watched Scrubs, but I didn't there. really watch it either. I kind of watched it at the beginning, but it was just too much. It was the same shit day after day. You know, Dustin would have been a good person to have talk about. That guy watches every stupid fucking science fiction movie ever made. There was a time when he just like literally would just like if it was like B minus. C minus, he would just fucking watch every single one. Some of that shit just drives me nuts. I like at least, you got to take me somewhere at least a little. Yeah, it was, I mean, maybe part of the problem was that I fell asleep for about 30 minutes in it, so I missed some important shit, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I'm going to bet that the reason why you fell asleep was because it put you there. Yeah. Um, but we are talking about bugs, kind of. Or conversion. And District 9 is one of those. That is a 
That is, I only watched it once, but that movie kind of fucking scared me when I watched it, dude. That guy turns into. Did he get? How did that? Did he get bit? Or how does he? I can't remember how the conversion started to happen. So he was a cop, mm-hmm. and he went in to investigate some bug-related thing, incident. And when he came out of that slum is probably the best word for it because they're they all lived in those fucking because they were settlers the aliens, shitty the aliens were settlers there right? yeah um and this was a huge south african sort of like discussion on i mean a not very thinly veiled discussion on apartheid and stuff on some level yeah i would assume so but i mean i don't know i didn't get into all of that and if it was then why did the guy convert and change to a bug at the end? Uh, that's the, you know sometimes if you're a good filmmaker maybe you, you you create the philosophical disposition that when we assume something's different from another thing they become all part of the same thing. Well, everybody that worked with them started to notice subtle changes, like he was eating fucking cat food and stuff. Um, but then I think when the claw came out, that was when they really started that and so he he booked and went back to that slum and if i remember correctly he saved the offspring of the adult bug that he had killed earlier i don't know i haven't watched it in a while but i i think that that's the way it happened but it did i mean you so know he does become his opposite he 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 because you said he saved yeah i mean yeah, you know, I mean, if you're gonna try to demonstrate that sort of dialectical pose, that's that's what needs to happen. And if he saves the, because that is ultimately him too. So that's good. But it was a fucking freaky movie, dude. It was, and I think it was done by the same guy that did Pan. And I'm not a huge fucking fan of his movies. I thought Pan was gonna be great, and I was so excited to watch it. And you didn't it was, like Pan? No, I did not. You mean Pan's Labyrinth, or what? Yeah, that's the one. And I didn't watch Pan. Oh, dude, that Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro was the guy that did it. But he's the one that did District 9, right? Hang on, I'm trying to... i got to pull up the, the direction stuff real quick. Maybe not. No, he did not. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, definitely not. No, it wasn't Del, Del Toro that did that one. Um, the District 9 guy did Chappie. I know he did Chappie, and he did Elysium. I liked Elysium. That was that was pretty cool. And I thought about talking that uh, about that during this. Uh, Neil, Neil Blomkamp. And he is from South Africa, I think, if I don't... Yeah, he's South African, a South African-Canadian film director. That's fucking weird. So did he convert to Canadian? You'll have to ask him about that. What's it all about? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought about talking about Elysium just because of the weird shit. Like, because at that point they build that weird fucking planet off, and that's where the elite live, and everybody yeah. down on the planet Earth is basically in a slum. How did Matt Damon get up there? I remember he had that weird shit attached to his back, which made him like this cyborg crazy thing. They took a plane or a a spaceship and and went up there they actually took three i think and then damon's made it through um it's a straight class i mean it's a class 
Yeah, it is. But at that point, I mean, those guys coming from Earth are the invaders, and they are in the UFOs. Mm -hmm. I mean, because they were going up there for fucking health care. They were trying to get food, oh, whatever, whatever they could get. So they're the they're like you're you're they're the uh, you you're identifying the people from Earth as the UFOs at that point in time. That's what you just said, right? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, it, 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 probably not everybody looks at it that way, but I mean that's, that's really. I would have never it thought was. to bring Elysium into this discussion because I didn't think about it like that. But that's I mean, there's no doubt. Like there's, it's not it's so class that you literally have like this. They're literally two different they're not just two different species they're two different entire like their ontological construction and existence is totally separated now the people that lived in that fucking spinning thing they were they were beyond bourgeois i mean they were fucking right and they just used everybody on earth to do whatever it was they needed to do the one thing and i know i've mentioned this on another episode that i didn't like is that for the healthcare thing everybody up on elysium used these machines and if you laid down on the machine this fucking light would come out and it would like probe your body and say okay well you you've got a broken arm or this one little girl had cancer or whatever and it would fix it so everybody had one of those machines in their fucking house well damon goes up there and he's got this fucking hack to where he can hack elysium and make everybody on earth a citizen of Elysium so that they'll get the same health care. So he does that hack. It shuts down Elysium and reboots it. And then it says, you know, 3 million people are in need of health care. So they load up all these ambulances and they go down to the planet. Well, I would think, and maybe I'm wrong because I know that it would cut down on profit, but if you had all of these people on earth working to build your business so that you could continue to afford to live on Elysium, that you'd want at least some of them healthy. I understand you got to thin the crowd, whatever, but put a couple of those machines down there. Um, and they, they never did. That was the one part that was always confusing to me because that was one of the main things that they wanted was healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wouldn't have been that difficult since it was just a fucking machine that did it and they had the machines so whatever but Elysium was a good movie I only watched that one once too I remember liking it but but that sounds like like pure Agamben where there's like like everybody up there is citizen and everybody down below is non-citizen like they literally are throwaways they don't exist they're just like uh um, like like labor that you know whether it's the, the way that the Chinese went into Australia and not had you know citizenship undocumented here, undocumented going from uh, Central Asia into Europe you know I mean all these invisible people so because if you live in Syria you don't you don't exist I mean the U S you know provides bombs to that one Russia provides bombs to the other one you know fucking Al whatever the fuck his name is the one that's been the uh, the dictator there forever, the president, however you want to identify him. He just kills other motherfuckers too. ISIS kills motherfuckers three. You don't exist. You don't exist in spaces like that. So, Yeah, so Earth was just this big fucked up ghetto. In a ghetto. Oh. And it was just used. My mama cries. 
like wow anyway i don't i mean because it wasn't specifically aliens in elysium so that's why i said i thought about talking about it but when you said that but when you create there's nothing wrong with creating a conceptual you know i mean because then we when we're taking something so literally because they are aliens i mean you're talking about what do we call fucking people from a different they're illegal aliens right yeah so uh, there's no i think that's a totally reasonable thing to well, it was definitely you sci-fi. Fuck you, motherfuckers, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is definitely sci-fi. That thing that they put on his back made him a badass, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like it was this weird, again, hooked into like the central nervous system. And, you know, he was this robot. But then he had to fight the dude that was from South Africa. Maybe that's the same guy that did the fucking movie. Because um, one of the mercenaries that they hired to track him down had a similar suit except it was newer and better and he had a sword and so he and matt damon ended up fighting and they were basically you know robots i mean at that point because they had robot legs robot arms it went all the way up their fucking spine it doesn't look like he acted in the film so it had to be somebody else but well, it was definitely it sounded South African to me, but well, I he probably dipped into that, you know, that pool. I mean, in Chappie, like I think most of those people that were in that were were South Africans. You know, I mean, they're not going to get a lot of opportunities in Hollywood, so I don't have any problems. I'll be interested to see whether or not um, the the SAG the the Screen Actors Guild people that are on strike right now, whether or not you don't see some international spaces that sort of like. Because India, you know, South Korea, um, what's uh, Nigeria, I think, has a huge film industry there as well. Like, sometimes people in the U.S., I think, take for granted a lot of things. There's there's gigantic markets that have nothing to do with the Screen Actors Guild. Maybe I don't understand how it's structured. Maybe those people are part of the Screen Actors Guild, but somehow I doubt it. I don't know. I've seen, like, at the bottom of the credits, they always talk about, you know, the Writers Guild, the Screen Actors Guild, and whatever. And I've seen, like, credits that say SAG Canada. Oh, so there are some international. Um, but I don't know. I've never seen, you know, SAG Bollywood. Yeah. Um, or Nigeria or... South Africa. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. If I had to guess, though, I would say if you're a member of the union here, you can't go act somewhere else because then that would piss the union off. Like, especially since you're supposed to be on strike, but maybe not because when the fucking hockey players went on strike, all of those cocksuckers went to the minor leagues and started playing and taking other people's jobs because yeah, which is a dick fucking move. They yeah. just wanted to play hockey. Well, if you just want to play hockey, then fucking play hockey and accept the contract that's up currently. You fucking assholes. Anyway, um, we're not going to talk about hockey. So, or, or the, so they were on their own until 2012. There was a thing called the South African Guild of Actors. But then something happened in 2018. I'll have to do some more research on that. So the next the uh, the next part of the discussion then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're we're obviously going to keep going, but um, we're at like an hour and 15 minutes right now. An hour and 12 mm -hmm. i guess is more accurate so um why don't we end this one and come around and 
jump on another one here in a minute. Cool. I want to talk about time, and I want to talk about the more positive view of aliens in the next some in the next one around. Okay. Um, Just so to give a foreshadow. Short bus debate club at yahoo.com. Seven two zero three three four roll. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep.